Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, credential beat reporter covering the Houston Rockets for Sports Illustrated. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. For, please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review. On this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I have two topics that I want to talk about. One, I would like to get into the discussion of what is going to be a fair contract extension for Kevin Porter Jr. And two, CBS Sports did a redraft of the 2021 draft. We're going to dive into that later on in the show. But of course, before we jump into anything, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Cody Davis of Believe in the Rockets. And before we get started with this latest installment, I got to tell you guys about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events. Find all reviews on news on every single league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting information from live in-game betting, props, and even future events. So head on over to BetOnline today, or you can easily use your mobile device to join today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Now to get this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets kicked off, As I mentioned, I want to dive into what will be a fair contract extension for Kevin Porter Jr. According to The Athletic, the Rockets and KPJ, everybody that is involved have mutual interest in getting a contract extension done. And best case scenario, they would like to get a contract extension done prior to the 2022-2023 campaign. So, that's good news. I like the fact that the Rockets are interested in keeping Kevin Porter Jr. around. Because first and foremost, yes, I understand that Kevin Porter Jr. has had some ups and downs since coming here to the city of Houston. I still believe in this young man. And anybody that has been rocking with this podcast for, let's say, about a year now, You guys know that I'm a big supporter in Kevin Porter Jr. And I believe in Kevin Porter Jr. As a matter of fact, I believe that 
KPJ might be, as we sit here on August 4th, 2022, I would consider Kevin Porter Jr. the third most important prospect, the third most important player in the Houston Rockets rebuild as of right now. This is a guy, ever since he was drafted to the Houston Rockets in January of 2021, we have seen this young man evolve. We have seen this young man get better and better over time. Yeah, there has been some moments throughout the games. Yes, there was that one incident against the Denver Nuggets where, you know, he left at halftime and all this other stuff. They has, they, There has been bad moments, but... There have been a lot more good with Kevin Porter Jr. more so than bad. And I also want to give kudos to that young man because in terms of Kevin Porter Jr., both on and off the court, we are witnessing a young man develop and get better, especially off the court as well. However, with all that being said, the number one topic surrounding KPJ as of right now is Everyone would like to know what would be a fair contract for the Rockets. Because look, he is not going to get a max extension or anything like that. He is not about to get the max extension of Zion Williamson or Ja Morant or Darius Garland from the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, those as of right now, when you look back at the 2019 NBA draft, those are the top three players. Those three are the all-star players. And I, yes, I do believe that KPJ is going to be an all-star in this league one year. Um, you know, he's not going to demand that money as of right now. However, the development, the progression that Kevin Porter Jr. has showcased so far through the first 87 games he played as a member of the Houston Rockies, Kevin Porter Jr. does deserve a pay raise. And it's not going to be a pay raise that's and it's not going to be a pay raise that's going to demolish the Houston Rockets salary cap space for 2023 and 2024 however given what this young man has done so far since coming to the rockets he's he he deserves every single penny that he is projected to get as of right now now you might be thinking to yourself what would be a fair contract extension because when you when you take a look at a guy like kevin porter jr i consider him as of right now tier three in the league you know he's not on the superstar level as of right now but he damn sure isn't at the bottom tier of the nba as where i consider tier three of nba as players that are in let's say year three or four year five and they are still trying to find their niche they have shown promise of superstar level talents. They have shown promise of all-star caliber level. But at the same time, they have also shown promise like, look, I'm going to have a lengthy NBA career. And it doesn't matter if I reach my full potential in the NBA, I'm still going to have a really good, damn good career. I'm always going to have a job in the NBA. And that is what I see in Kevin Porter Jr. And I think right now the biggest discussion that gets everyone caught up in 
what should the Houston Rockets offer KPJ? It's because I seems like KPJ still has another level or two of the player that he's going to be in this league. And as long as he stays healthy, and I do believe that is probably the, the most important thing that I feel KPJ should focus on throughout this whole entire entire offseason is to get his body into a shape where it could sustain a whole entire 82-game season because as of right now, he is going into his fourth year. And outside of the bubble year in um, 2020, of course, we all know that's when the league got shut down due to COVID. He, has, he hasn't played a full season as of right now. The only time he had an opportunity to play close to a full 80-game season was this past year, and he only appeared in 61 games. Now, I do remember... During his exit interviews, um, I had an opportunity to talk to him and I asked him, you know, what are some of the things that he would like to work on going into his fourth season? And that was one of the things that he mentioned he wanted to improve. He said he wanted to improve his body. He wants to play a full 82 game season. But to go back to what we was talking about, about what would be a fair deal for Kevin Porter Jr., as I just mentioned, he has another level or two before he reaches maximum potential. And with these tier three players, it's kind of tricky because you don't want to overpay for the talent that you know they're going to be or the talent that they or the potential talent they or the potential talent that they possess. However, on the on the flip side, you don't want to lowball the player. You don't want to not give a player a contract to where he say, you know what, I am worth more than this. Let me go explore free agency. Now, if the Rockets don't get a contract done now, then he will have an opportunity to be a free agent in 2023. However, he's going to be a restricted free agent, which means mm, the Rockets could be in a position where if he gets a massive payday from another team, and as of right now, they don't want to lose KPJ, they're going to be stuck in a position where they might be in a position where they might have to overpay him in the long run. In terms of what will be a fair contract for Kevin Porter Jr., I will say the Houston Rockets should look at what the San Antonio Spurs did for DeJounte Murray back in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, because Murray was in the same position as Kevin Porter Jr. He was a guy that had shown flashes of an all-star caliber player, but he wasn't to that level as of yet. On the flip side, he was also coming off of a devastating ACL injury. And instead of the Spurs low-balling their potential franchise player, San Antonio offered Murray a four-year action worth $64 million, which put Murray in the ballpark of making $16 million per year. I think that is the perfect contract for Kevin Porter Jr. Because just like I mentioned about him being a Tier 3 level talent, that is Tier 3 level money in today's NBA. Because... Not only are you not lowballing your prospect that has a lot of potential 
And as of right now, Kevin Porter Jr., as I keep mentioning, has a lot of potential to be something special for the Rockets and to be something special in the league. But at the same time, you're not overpaying him. And the best part about a contract like this, and this goes back to something myself and Big Sarge kind of had a dispute about a couple weeks ago, is if by any chance in the next two to three years, it gets to the point where you have to move on from Kevin Porter Jr. A contract of that stature, four years, $64 million, where you are making 16 to $17 million a year, is very easy to move. And as a matter of fact, in terms of a player reaching their potential on a contract like that, that's what DeJounte Murray did. He signed that contract in 2019, Two to three years later, he became an all-star caliber player. Now, when he became the all-star caliber player, that's when he was like, you know what? It's time for me to get my next big bag. And the San Antonio Spurs had to move on from him and trade him to the Atlanta Hawks. But he was able to get a bigger bag two, three years down the road. And I could definitely see a situation like that working out in Kevin Porter Jr.'s favor, because in a matter of fact, I do believe this is a guy that's going to be an all-star caliber player in the next two to three years, alongside Jalen Green. But me personally, I think that would be the perfect contract for KPJ and the Houston Rockets as both parties try to keep this relationship together. Coming up after the break, CBS Sports redid the 2021 NBA draft, and boy, things got interesting in this redraft. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I want to ask you guys for a favor. Please, along with subscribing to this podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming services, along with rating this podcast, please be sure to follow Believe in the Rockets on Twitter at Believe in Rockets. Now, on Monday, CBS Sports released their version of the 2021 NBA draft. It was a redraft. And... It was very interesting that they did it on Monday because Friday marked the one-year anniversary of Jalen Green being a member of the Houston Rockets. And everyone, when analyzing the Houston Rockets draft class from a year ago, myself, other beat reporters and analysts here in the city of Houston, national reporters, national, national analysts, Everyone believes that the Houston Rockets came away with not if 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 not the best draft class, no lower than the second or third class in 2021. And look, this draft was a year ago, but everyone remembers who the Rockets took. And if you don't, I just want to refresh your memory as of right now. Jalen Green was taken with pick number two. Alperin Shagoon came in with the 16th overall selection at pick number 23, Uzman Garuba. And at pick number 24, which is starting to look like a steal, Josh Christopher. But according to CBS Sports, 
I don't know what metric they used, but I guess they felt that general manager Raphael Stone did not do a good job. So for this podcast and for the next three installments, because the Houston Rockets did have four picks, I want to evaluate every single one of these picks and see did the Rockets make a mistake with their draft selection? And on today's show, I'm going to start at pick number two. Because according to CBS Sports, the Houston Rockets took Evan Mobley from USC. The draft selection or the redraft selection of Evan Mobley doesn't come as a surprise because as we all know after the Houston Rockets was granted with the second overall pick of the 2021 NBA draft there was this big debate who should the Rockets take Evan Mobley or Jalen Green Jalen Green or Evan Mobley and I'm not gonna lie I was a part of that Mobley Mobley mob or with mob Mobley or whatever whatever nickname they was calling Evan Mobley supporters. I was a part of the Houston Rockets should go after Evan Mobley. I believed after Kay Cunningham that he actually had the second highest ceiling in last year's draft. Thought Jalen Green had third, maybe fourth. However, the first month of the regular season, what I saw out of Evan Mobley Especially during the time where even though Jalen Green had flashes of the player that he could be, I mean, was it his third game of his career? He scored 30 points in a loss to the Boston Celtics, and he had a couple 20-plus point performances. Jalen Green struggled during the first half of his career. But Evan Mobley, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to see the Houston Rockets take Mobley, he showed, he, he showed more consistency in his play. This is a guy who averaged 15 points per game, 8 rebounds, to go along with nearly 2 blocks, shooting 50% from the field, and he didn't stretch the floor as much. He struggled from behind the arc. I mean, yes, this is a guy that shot 26% from the field, but... Evan Mobley's production for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and which was part of the reason why the Cavaliers had their best season in the post-LeBron James era, he played a really good factor into that. And there was just a lot of consistency in Evan Mobley's game in terms of what Jalen Green did during the first half of last season. But he was only averaging... 14 and a half points, shooting 38% from the field, 31% from behind the arc. To me, at that moment, halfway through the season, I remember thinking to myself, there's not that much of a difference between Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. Like I mentioned, I thought Mobley's consistency was part of the reason why the Cavaliers started off last season so good. And I really thought Jalen Green's struggles was part of the reason why the Houston Rockets did not take that much of a step in this second year of the rebuild. Now, with all that being said, the one word that separate that that separated Evan Mobley and Jalen Green to me was consistency. 
after the All-Star break, <laughs> consistency didn't work in Mobley's favor as much. Now, granted, he did battle, you know, like I mentioned, he, he had some type of lower leg injury. I can't remember if it was a knee or an ankle. But during the second half of the season, I did not see that much of a difference in Evan Mobley's on-court production. It was just about the same as the first half of the season. He was, he was still averaging 15 points. He was still averaging eight rebounds. He was still averaging nearly two blocks, still struggling from behind the arc, shooting 50% from the field. And there wasn't no type of elevation in his on-court production. As you guys know, <laughs> after the All-Star break, that is when Jalen Green really started to showcase the potential of the player that he could become. Because Green went from a player averaging 14 and a half points to a player <laughs> averaging 22 points during the second half of the season. And in those final seven games, you was looking at a guy in Jalen Green who was averaging 29 points, <laughs> shooting 49% from the field and 45% from behind the arc. The guy had not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six games where he scored 30 or more points. And then in the last game of the regular season, he scored a career high 41 points. When I take a look at this redraft that CBS Sports did, yes, I understand that Evan Mobley had more of an impact on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And by the way, um, I think it was a lot more easier for Evan Mobley to have the impact that he did because the Cleveland Cavaliers are farther along in their rebuild. I mean, hell, they've been rebuilding forever since LeBron James left the second time. But with all that being said, they were, they were more of an established team versus what Jalen Green had to go through through his rookie season. I also want to mention, remember that word consistency? Yes, Evan Mobley st stayed consistent throughout his rookie campaign. Nothing changed. As for Jalen Green, we saw this young man get better and better and better as the season went on. Remember, there was a moment mid-January when he hit his rookie wall after he came back from, I believe he had the hamstring injury, he was averaging, what, five, six, seven points per game. He was going through a terrible shooting slump. You go from averaging five, six, seven points per game to closing out your rookie campaign averaging 41 points. Oh, and by the way, it's not like Green was just scoring and putting up empty stat numbers because the second half of the season, even though the Rockets won, what, maybe a handful of games, if that, this was a team that looked better. This was a team that was more competitive. This was a team that had showcased, hey, we are going to go out there and majority of those games in the second half of the season, we was looking at this from a standpoint, hmm, the Rockets might come away with this victory. And a big portion of that was the production, the value, and the development of Jalen Green. I doubted Jalen Green a little bit going into the 2021 draft. 
had an opportunity throughout his whole entire rookie season to talk to him, to interview him, to analyze him in person, on TV, on the computer, whatever the case might be. But as we sit here on August 4th, 2022 there is no way in hell the Houston Rockets made a mistake by drafting Jalen Green over Evan Mobley CBS Sports thought the opposite I do not agree with that redraft and with that being said that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the only on the Believe Podcast Network as always I'm your host Cody Davis please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 once again that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24 until next time ladies and gentlemen peace thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.